Welcome to the latest episode of Platform. Today, we're going to be speaking to Joey Lunger. Joey has been killing it for years. The last time I spoke to him, I think it was about four or five years ago, he had just brought out his Shadow Edit, filmed in New York that year, and it was so good. I was so impressed with him. And when I spoke to him, he just moved to California, I think LA, to work as a stagehand. And since that time, Shadow has obviously stopped being Shadow and wasn't really operating for a couple of years before USD decided to revamp it. But in that time, Joey got picked up by USD. He released a bunch of sections, including a night edit, a Montreal VOD, and some other stuff. And most recently, he's just brought out a section. In fact, I think he had the Ender section in Up To No Good, which had some just incredible tricks in it. Had some really creative stuff, nice stylish stuff, couple of stunts to end things off. So just want to talk to him about life on the West Coast because it seems like he's made it his permanent home now and what he's got planned for the future, if he's got anything set up with USD or any new sections in the works and yeah, just catch up because it's been almost half a decade since we spoke last and there's lots of things to talk about. So before we get into that, cue the music. Let's so start let's, let's, again. Uh, let's actually start. <laughs> take take four or five or whatever we're doing here. So um you look I I just looked at the date of our the the first interview we did when we last chatted, and that was like five years ago, four years ago. So you must have been in California or LA for almost five years. We're going on that amount. So yeah. you're you're a West Coast boy now. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, I still after five years, I'm pretty sure they give you like citizenship and you get like you get like gang initiated and that's you in. Um I mean too easy LTE initiated, maybe, but uh <laughs> besides that, I no gangs for me. Right, okay. Um yeah. Yeah, I've been here for about yeah, five years now. Going oh. on five years. It'll be five years in September. So you're, you're obviously enjoying it or you wouldn't have stuck around. Uh, so I was working up until the pandemic as a stagehand. So the money was pretty good and keeping me here. But uh, the crew and the skating has kept me here for, I don't think I'll be here forever. And I think I was saying that in the last one, but I kind of got stuck. I mean, I can think of worse places to get stuck. So uh yeah me too um it's just more of like the like other things besides skating that i don't love about la but you could probably guess what those are like and i've never been to la so you're 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 gonna have to you're gonna have to inform me what those things are uh you have to drive everywhere for the most part that's pretty shitty the homeless problem is pretty gross. Um, it just doesn't feel like a sustainable city for the most part. Right. Yeah. So, um, 
yeah, I definitely think that I'm dipping into the woods. Okay. Sometime soon. Um, yeah, uh, like uh, I thought that's what you might have suggested because it does seem like it seems like a very difficult city to get by in if you don't have, you know, a car or, you know, like a, a decent amount of earnings coming in each month. It seems like quite a kind of, yeah. Yeah, it's hard to get ahead. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I remember when you first moved out, you said you were working in a stagehand. So you you ended up working for the same company, doing the same job that entire time, because that's that's quite a long time to stick in a job. You must have, you know, been enjoying it. Yeah, so I was <clears throat> uh, mostly working at the LA Forum. But while I was working as a stagehand, I worked different areas. So I started out mostly doing, like, prop work. Uh moving sets, uh, setting up little stages. And then I moved to what they call rigging, like where I'm like setting up motors in the sky to pick up lighting and audio fixtures. So like within those couple of years that I was working the job, I like wasn't doing the same thing. So it didn't feel like I was at the same job really, even though I was around the same people right yeah so that was cool um that sounds that sounds like quite a responsibility like like levering about like big rigs and stuff like that because they're not worth like tens of thousands of dollars uh yeah mostly what i was doing was i would stand in the ceiling and i would take a rope and drop it down and then i would pull like the chain of a motor to the ceiling and then the right. motor is what's actually bringing the expensive stuff up okay right so yeah not not quite as much pressure and responsibility all right no but i just had to make sure it was fixed correctly and then like like attached to the ceiling because if it's attached to the ceiling wrong then it is no good that's a problem has has that ever happened has something ever just dropped out of the sky while you've been at work me personally fuck no Right. I, so if if you're if like something of yours falls out of the ceiling while you're working, they paint it gold. So like everybody knows that you dropped it and like you're a fuck up. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If I if I drop something that expensive, I think I'd just start running. I think I'd just you know. Well, flee. if you drop anything, like your your sea wrench, like a fucking pair of pliers, like. Uh, your cell phone, you're fucked. Like everybody's gonna make fun of you. It's a good time. Yeah, right. Okay. Um, is LA Forum the one that's got like the concrete, the concrete like circular blocks outside it? Is that those like the tilted circular blocks, or have I got the wrong place? No, the LA Forum is where the Lakers originally played. Right. So it's like a like a coliseum looking circle with red stripes going up it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Where's where's the place that's got like the concrete discs outside it that everyone always skates? Like Frankie Morales does like, I don't know, five forty over or something. They're like sloped. Oh, the... they're slanted. That's the convention center. Ah, convention center. Well, uh, right, like okay. in between the convention center and stable center. Right. Like, got you. Yeah. Right. I, I knew I knew it had one of those kind of names, but yeah. Yeah. Right. Got you. And um, uh, thoroughly ripped apart during that uh that ground control edit. The ground control LA edit from the last Blade Cup. Yeah, I remember with like um, Alex Burson and Don Bruce and those guys. 
Yeah, and they were skating like the down rail that like this little like aluminum down rail that's a little bit of ways from there. Yeah, right. Got you. I hear you. Um, congratulations on the new section and up to no good. They gave you the ender. Ender's like the that's like the that's like pole position. That's like you know showing. Or was that intentional, or did they just forget about um, you and shove you in the end? What's going on? So throughout the process, we thought Lord was going to have the ender. Right. which he clearly has such a fucking banger of a section. Um, it just came down to the fact that when, like originally I wanted to use like a, like a rap style song and it wasn't fitting. And the song that I chose is something that I've wanted to use for basically since I moved out here, I've been wanting to use that song and it worked for the skating but it didn't work for where we originally had me planned in the video. Okay. So it had to be switched. Like I didn't want to be the ender until the song. Like, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you mean, but you know, like, um, yeah, I really think it was the song that made it so that I like, it, my my section wouldn't have fit anywhere else in this in the video. I don't think with the song it was too like slow and like somber. No, I'll, I'll I'll take a word for it. There were there were some like low key banger tricks in there though. The the like what I don't know if you'd call it a wall ride or like a fence bash. The thing with like the the fence posts, but that have got like spikes sticking down the way. I would. Man, that's not a spot. Like, if, if, I, if I could go past that like a hundred times and be like, nah, not touching that. There's just, there's, oh, there's so many horrible just things. And you were close to those as well. Like, those, that kind no, of like, no, like, they're like hooks, inverted hooks. No, no. Um, so, uh, we have a, uh, like, there's like a skate spot app. I don't know if you guys have that. Oh, uh, is it called oh, what's the is it called like loan or look or no there's there's so a few, a there's a few going around it's a okay. similar concept uh the one that we like that i was using at the time is called skate spots it's ran by like mostly skateboarders right but that was a spot that was in there as just eight set they're like it has great run up it's an eight set and i was like yeah. holy fuck look at that fence like i've been looking for those like i like those types of spots where it's you're not really sure if it's possible. Uh, and I knew I needed a good one, especially because the, the chance of rain boys love a good bar ride. You know, you got to make yes. boys happy. That's, that's true. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was a funny one. But I saw the fence in the picture and I was like, oh, this is going down. Um, Fair enough. Yeah. And there's another famous spot at that same school. Uh, Louis Lopez actually just hit it recently, skateboarder, but Germ okay. hit it way back in the day. Right. Um, also unexpected, the ender, because the way that it's set up, I'm just like, where is he going? Like, you take this big run up and then you just go into like gravel. 
and I'm just thinking, well, this isn't this isn't turning into anything. And I was like, oh, there's the electrical box. Oh, there's there's a big drop off the electric. Like most people don't see things with dirt run-ups and go, oh, I'm up for skating that. Like most people go, that's just gonna fuck up my bearings or my wheels, or it's just not worth the time and effort. But you're like, no, I'm charging this thing. And it was it was a decent drop as well. And it looked like you had to gap to go over the wall. It didn't look the wall like the wall was that close to it. Uh I mean you know, if it was all concrete run up, everybody would have skated it, you know? True. Like it, it was asking for it. Like it was asking for it even with the dirt run up, is what I have to say about that. And I have to also mm-hmm. shout out to the Black Beanie Club because they love a good country boy. Right. Okay. Was anyone else actually sessioning that or was it just you? It was just me. That's actually a pretty famous school. Um, it's the same school that I want to say Stockwell parallel 360 from like a roof into a bank. It's actually this way for you. It like goes over a stair set. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm quite a I'm yeah. quite a Stockwell obsessive, so I should be able to rem- I should be able to piece this together at some point. Right. Okay. Re- it was in regardless. Right. Uh I think that uh Daffic also had a line there where he like steps up onto the roof and then jumps over the it vaguely r- rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah, okay. it's, right. it's a pretty famous LA spot, but it's like in the back corner of that school. Right. Yeah. Nice. So are you are you living in L because obviously you're hanging about like all the Long Beach guys. Are you living in LA at the moment or have you moved to Long Beach or what's going on? So I live in the South Bay of LA. Right. So I'm near I'm in a town called Lawndale. Okay. Which is like this tiny one by two mile little square near like the beach cities. Right. Um, so, I'm I'm like, gu- so I'm guessing it's close by to Long Beach then for like commuting. Uh, I mean, like I'm about 20 minutes from downtown, 20 minutes from uh, Long Beach, right? Uh, like five minutes from Jeremy Soderbergh's house. Uh, pretty close to like Warb and the Carson boys. Um, yeah, I'm in a pretty like easy spot to get around in LA. Nice. Um, and you're living, did you just say you're living with K as in K? Is it, oh, I can never remember her second name, Luz or Lux or Luz? Luz? Yeah, K Luz is my roommate. Luz, right. Yeah. And my, my other roommate is uh, Keith Hubbard, which is pretty cool. Like, oh, right. Have, okay. Like, right. So that's quite funny because uh, we had Greg on recently, and Greg was telling us the story about when he was, I'm assuming it was your apartment where he was there for K's birthday party. And then he went outside to get into the car and then had just what sounds like a fucking terrifying interaction with a police officer. Um, I can only imagine what it must have felt like to be, yeah, black and alone, getting it, like basically just the shit scared out you off a white police officer in the middle of the night. So, yeah, so that happened outside your house. More or less, yeah. Um, and you could imagine how I felt like knowing that you left my house and those are the types of things that were happening like yeah it uh it's unsettling to say the least yeah um, it's kind of, yeah it makes you feel like like sick just thinking about it or thinking about what could have happened yeah 
Yeah, and it's like, dude, like, I want everybody to feel safe when they come to my house and to hear things like that is ridiculous. Like, there's, I can't even go into it too much because, like, I, I can relate like i can understand but it's hard for me to like put myself in those in those shoes where i'm not doing anything and some police officer comes up to me and tries to just fuck with me and like if you know greg like the dude was trying to say that he had like meth on him and shit like greg doesn't do nothing like yeah maybe sounded, yeah well, the fact that the fact that he passed a drugs and alcohol test and the police officer still wasn't accepting that just seems, yeah, that makes it ultra scary because then it's like it seems like it's personal or it's or he just wants to do whatever he can to ruin Greg's day and, life, whatever. And you know, like it, like Greg might have fit a description, but like you know, that doesn't make it okay for the way that he was treated yeah That's definitely it. yeah it's okay yeah when he said the officer was like pushing him about and like basically wrecking his stuff i was like that just yeah okay that i would and my my mind would just start going to a very dark place yeah it just hurts it like just hurts my soul honestly um, i can't say much more than that like yeah but thankfully it didn't yeah it didn't go as bad as it could have, and he did manage to get away because that, yeah, just sounded horrible. Um, so you've basically got like a blade house on the go. Then that's that's pretty cool because it must mean more often than not you've got someone to session with, or yeah. Um, and Kay is Kay's like I'd never even heard of her until Greg put her in. I think it was I want to say it was Boltless Future, and then saw clips of her in that, and I was like, whoa. Yeah, she's not holding back. She's like a good style, not afraid to take a slam. And I'm pretty sure I've seen her skating handrails in other sections as well or in other edits. Yeah, she definitely, she'll hit a down bar. Like, she skates. She's a great rollerblader. She's been skating for a long time too. Like, before she moved out here, uh, she's an East Coast person as well. So, what? So, from New York or. She's from Connecticut originally. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, like, we sessioned a bit back then, but really became close when I moved out here, and then basically my parents moved to Vegas. My dad's been back and forth, but my parents are in Vegas, so they moved into the spot that I'm staying at. Right. And I was staying at with them. Okay. Yeah. Nice, and. Keith yeah, Hubbard just, as well. I'm sorry. sorry. What were you gonna say? <laughs> no, um, no. She's just she's just been skating really well recently, and yeah, it seems like this year is gonna be a big year for her. So, uh, for anybody listening, keep an eye out for the girl K. Is that is that your way of saying she's working in the section? We're gonna see something just her. Is that is that what's happening? Uh, maybe I don't know. We'll we'll see. Everybody's like back to work, like. As soon as we finished the video, like everybody was on a on the tip where it's like, all right, we're 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 moving forward. So all right, so you've already started working on a new project, something like that. I, I love I love how you like hint at something and then instantly withdraw. You're like, uh, and then just don't tell me. <laughs> right, cool. Yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, oh, thanks, thanks. I think that's 
pretty much called teasing, but right, okay. Um, so when you first moved out there, you were skating for Shadow, and then obviously Shadow died a death, and Powerslide didn't know what to do with it for a couple of years, and then you jumped onto USD, but you seem to be doing just fine rolling around on Aeons. Um, yeah, when I... When Shadow was done and I wasn't getting skates anymore, I actually stole a pair of Jordans, like beat up Aeons, just trying to get as far away from what it felt like to have Shadows because there's so many moving parts that after skating them for, I skated Shadows for about four years. Yeah, four years. And after all that clanking around for such a period, I wanted something that didn't move at all. Like, no parts whatsoever. The most solid thing that I could put on my feet. And I couldn't think of anything but Aeons. Also, the sole was really similar to a shadow. As far as, like, the way that the grooves are, like, both an inside and outside, like, deep groove good negative, solid soul. Um, so Aeon seemed like a good bet. And then when I fell in love with them and then I started filming feet and through filming feet, they're like, dude, you can't be on these pieces of shit. Like I was skating a pair. I, I might have them sitting here actually. No, I don't. They have all right as in you mean they were like like beaten up oh they were fucked like right. they were so fucked and like jordan was set sliding them in them on his right foot so like i didn't have like a natural soul really um yeah luckily he doesn't do too many set slides with his left foot so i still had a top side but um yeah so i like halfway through feet USD ended up sending me a pair of skates, and then from there, I've just been doing that. Was that the was that the Chris Calkins connection? Was that when he took over as like TM or whatever it was? He was is he still is he still doing that for them? I I, I can no, never keep up. Chris isn't team manager anymore, but that's when he, like when originally Chris took over. It went from like Obi, and then there was a gray period where there was nobody, and then Calkins, and as soon as Calkins got the team manager spot. I got skates. Right. Um, are you so you must have been on them for a while then because you've been skating eons for quite a bit. Yes, basically since 2017, the beginning of 17, I started right. skating shadows. Now that uh, Aeon, sorry. Aeons, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now that now that Jeremy's quit USD, well, he quit USD ages ago. How much shit does he give you for still riding USD? As much as you would expect. Right. Yeah, I've, I, I've, I, get a, I get a decent amount. <laughs> I get a decent amount of shit. But I've, I've seen a couple of soccer, so like it's easy to just give it to him back. Oh, that that old chest. Jeremy's like my big brother, so. No matter what I do, I'm getting a little bit of shit. Like, especially the shoes that I pick out, I'm definitely getting shit on a decent amount. 
I was about to say your fashion choices are like the, a complete different end of the spectrum to Jeremy's. He likes he likes the like the fresh, clean cut, the nice, you know, trendy, expensive trainers. Whereas you've got the whole like hippie vibe going on. I'm sure you two just go back and forth quite regularly. Yeah, I mean, he'd be the first one to say that he's gotten me into some expensive trainers, um, but. Besides that, I still love a good pair of slides or Crocs, some like slip on comfortable deals, <laughs> which <laughs> you won't catch them in public like that. I can't imagine you would, yeah. Um, so you mentioned feet and film with Lon- Lonnie Gallagher. So what was what was that like? Because that part came out really well. I actually totally forgot about that until you just reminded me. But yeah, that that section had some amazing stuff in it as well. Thanks. Um, filming with Lonnie was a pleasure. And actually, I just saw him this weekend for the first time in a minute, which was great. Like, I love Lonnie. He's a good friend of mine. And uh, yeah, it, of course, he's a legend. And the like being even asked to be in the feet videos was something that I, I don't know, didn't really expect but it was cool. like, I don't know how to describe it. It was just good. It was a great time. Felt right. At that, that period. Um, yeah. Cause you've got some, there were some heavy hitters alongside it in that video. You had farmer in it. You had, uh, who else? Cortez, Steve Cortez, the section, didn't he as well? Uh, Steve did not have a section in four, but like Brian uh, did. Yes, he did. Really yeah. Awesome. So I, I always, I always get three and four mixed up because uh, three is the one that had Sizemore and Farmer, and then four is the one that had you, right got you. Yeah. Because four had oh yeah the Cruz Sapstein section in it as well yeah that was yeah got right. Cruz has a section in both three and four yeah, but yeah Cruz is important. We had a Jeremy section. We have a Tim Franken section. Tim section's fucked. Like a bunch of those tricks that are like not real. Um, there's a Rob G section. Um, trying to think who else has like full features. Uh, Chris has a section. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was Rob G's last, last full street section as well, wasn't it? Um, that was I, the one. That was the one where he did the massive kink reel and then got like wrote off at the end of it. That might have been three. Damn it! Right, I'm definitely getting these both mixed up. Yeah, right. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop. They kind of blend. Like they, they they definitely blend. Uh, yeah, because because they feel been, the most similar. Like one and two feel so similar, and then three and four definitely feel similar. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm gonna stop trying to pinpoint them because I'm definitely getting them both mixed up now. Um, yeah, since that video came out, Lonnie's basically like disappeared in the blading world. You don't you don't really ever kind of see him putting anything out. What's he what's he been doing himself recently? If you said because you said you just bumped into him recently. Yeah, we were skating a school near his house, so we just hit him up and uh, he came out and skated for a little bit. I think he's just on like a life tip. You know, just doing his own thing, like a little bit away from rollerblading for now. He tend it seems like he tends to do that. He'll he, he'll probably be back. Yeah, yeah, because he's making. If you makes, want him to be back, go hit him up. You know, like I'm I'm talking to the listeners here. He he he'll, he'll like that. Send send requests. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, because he's he's making music videos and stuff like that now, isn't he? Or is that was that right? I think I so. Yeah. He, he's always done that on the side. Yeah. Like even when we were filming Feet and like like after Feet, he was always in that realm of video and editing and different things. Yeah, I was sure. I thought I remembered him doing that. Right. Okay. Um, so it kind of seems like you guys have got like a really strong group out there because yeah, like the cool kind of like too easy LBC thing, like Greg's making videos, obviously Soderbergh's always filming and like collecting clips and things like that. And now you've got, Oh God, I, I, my memory is gone today. Who was the guy that filmed um, up to no good uh, that Greg basically showed how to use a camera or got him to get a camera. Uh, what was it? What's his name? So his name is Dennis Lopez. That's it. Oh man. I'm, I'm blanking who, on if, everything today. If you don't know who he is, he is the most stylish roller. His, his clips, his clips in the video were, yeah, nice. Yeah. He's so stylish. Like pretty much anything that he does, like you can film. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Like, he's picky but like he's so naturally stylish um but so dennis was like the commander kind of during this whole thing but the filming was done by mostly den then me and germ and then warb and jordan also were main cameras pretty much and then dennis edited the whole deal yeah it's got that kind of. It, it kind of reminded me of oh, what was that? What was the video that Soderbergh did? Um, was it Master? It was either Master Shredder or Master Splinter. Is it that? Where it's basically got the whole like like hood humor vibe to it throughout the whole thing, which yeah. it, it it seems like a good continuation for the crew because like even though the videos are made by different people, it's got the same vibe to it, and yeah, like the same very similar music as well. So yeah, yeah, I, I like that they've got a kind of they've built their own or made their own little like standard or niche within Rollerblading where they're like, this is what we want to portray. This is the kind of style we want to go. So yeah, you just got to remember like their homie videos, like, and that's how we treat each other. Like, there's a little bit of shit talking. You know, like those like little snippets in between the sections is kind of how we would talk to each other. Probably not in my voice, but definitely in some of the other boys' voice. My right. shit talks a little bit different. But uh, yeah, no, so it does make sense for the videos to be kind of similar because it's just the way that the crew acts that makes sense yeah no i get it i, I think i think most skate crews are kind of like that where they do just rip on each other a bit whether it's yeah brotherly love camaraderie or generally just trying to get a rise out of each other um i did find it quite funny when uh after after the video came out and um oh god my brain is not working today it must be the start of the year um when someone screenshotted, oh, what's he, what his name? He moved to Texas. He's hanging about with those guys now. He's from New York originally. Now. 
Mal Ashby, yeah, basically tried to start shit between you guys and Andrew Broom because Broom was basically trying to wind up Mal one day. So Mal didn't show the entire conversation and it made it look as if Broom was ripping into you guys when actually he was just trying to piss off Mal, which from what I understand, him and Mal just try to piss each other off all the time. So um, if you know Mal, that is pretty common. so like i knew i knew what the deal was like i i could smell like the conversation that happened prior to it so i didn't really like didn't get my gears going yeah but the i think the problem that our crew had with what was said is that it uh generalized the whole video and most people in the video would have said if someone's talking shit about me directly fuck them like whatever that's not that big of a deal but it was the fact that it was a homie video that the whole thing got disregarded and i think that's what pissed off our homies i didn't care like it's not that big of a deal to me like i think there should be more shit talking you, you want to go back to the roller news uh, uh, anonymous slagging people off phase? Is that what you're that what you're trying to tell me? Uh, not anonymous, but yeah. So they can shit talk just as long as they put their face to it. Yeah, and like my a thing for me is like if you can give reasons why you don't like something, then it's valid. But for you to be like this is whack and not have like an X, Y, and a Z to like back up why you think the way that you think that's when I have an issue. Yeah. It's one of those things where it's, I find it really funny where if, if you say that you don't like something, you're instantly labeled a hater. Whereas I think when I think of someone that's a hater, I think of someone that abuses something or makes fun of something, but doesn't actually give a reason for it. Whereas if you do, like, say, for example, you buy a VOD and you watch it and you don't like it. There's just certain elements of it you don't like. You don't think the footage was up to standard or you think there were certain aspects of the film that was wrong. If you're a consumer, you're entitled to that opinion. That's not being a hater. That's being a consumer that was dissatisfied with the product that you bought. Like if you go to a restaurant and it's not cooked the way you like, you're entitled to tell the chef, I didn't like that. Like you didn't cook, like you didn't do my steak right, or you didn't do, you know. And I feel like it's the same way with being a consumer. Like if you buy a skate and there's something wrong with the skate, you're entitled to contact the shop and be like, this sucks. Like this bolt fell out after like one day and now I've lost it. So I get what you mean. I figure if, if it's constructive and you've actually got, you know, an argument to back it up rather than just going, that was fucking shit, then yeah. Yeah. Like, if yeah really if you have something specific to say that's fine just like be able to make those points that's really all i have to say about that subject it's like just show that you thought about it critically not that you took it at face value like took something at face value and like i don't like that yeah i hear you um Moving swiftly on. Uh, so you're skating for USD. 
Are you skating for anyone else at the moment? Uh, Undercover gives me wheels. Right. And uh, that's about it. Because uh, I was kind of curious if you were if you were being a double agent and you were on Moonshine as well. Because I know like some of the some of the guys in your crew are like affiliated with those. So I was wondering if you were getting wheels from Undercover and Moonshine. But then if you skate if you skate flat, then you wouldn't have any use for their anti rockers. Although they've now they're now bringing out their own wheels as well. They've got Soderbergs and something else, right? Ah, you but see. I was going to say, I'd imagine you would have bought a set or got hooked up with a set because of the Soderbergh connection. Yeah, I bought a set. Right. I, I paid money for them because one, support rollerblading, buy as much as you can. And two, like I said earlier, Jim's my best friend, like one of my best friends out here. And uh, he's deserved it for so fucking long. And he did get, he did get shorted. Like uh, he kind of got fucked by, usd so it's really awesome to yeah. see that he finally does have a pro product and like he put in the work for it so he deserves it and if you haven't bought the wheels yet go buy a pair regardless if you're gonna skate them just go buy a pair give you, that boy some money you know wheels or don't just come venmo him venmo jeremy <laughs> that'd be sick you, you know wheels don't come in pairs right excuse me you realize that's that's like my ultimate pet peeve when someone refers to wheels as pairs because a pair is two. Yeah, but we call pants pants. There, it should be a pant. <laughs> no, because it's like pant leg, so it's like one leg, two leg pants. Yeah, but pants would be like me putting on one leg in one pant and then another leg in another pant, and those <laughs> would be pants. Okay, I'll I'll take that argument, but I'm still saying if you're going to call a set of wheels a set of wheels, you don't this call them a, a pair. This isn't a shirt. It's got two arms. I don't know. It depends how many. If you've got enough reps in it, it could become shirts. Valid. Valid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so skating for USD, getting hooked up by undercover. Is there? Because you haven't like when you like you've released like night edits for them and like promos and stuff like that, and obviously you had your Montreal VOD. Was that out two years ago? Uh, that was Vancouver. But Vancouver. Yeah, that, that's I'm getting up. everything wrong tonight. I knew it was a Canadian that's, city. Yeah, that's running on two years that I did that, and I guess it was a VOD. We just couldn't. Uh, the songs didn't want to be put onto things right so you were getting screwed on copyright for youtube yeah got you so we just put it out for free like downloadable and some people gave us money which is cool um it was a film by my homie zeke who made all of my original sections like back when i was a kid and uh we met in vancouver and filmed that so big shout out to zeke kabinski he's a great filmer really a scholar of rollerblading another one of those people that can talk and think critically about skating, which is important to me. Nice. So have you got any future projects lined up for like doing for power slide or USD or things like that? Because I know that you've, you've made, you've not just made aggressive edits for them. You've also made like free skate stuff as well with the big wheels. Haven't you? Yeah. Um, I like the big wheel stuff. It's fun for me. Um, I, 
think that it's a good tool for aggressive skaters just to uh, really bring it back to the basics. Um, and they're fun to make edits. Uh, as far as what I want to push, I have a couple ideas for, uh, I have SUV frames for those like neck skates. And that's really where I would like my power slide end of stuff to go. I don't want to give too much away, but I, I have this idea for like an urban off-road edit. You said power slide end of, what does that mean? Uh, like the, like, so like the power slide end of product. Right. Got you. Right. Sorry. Right. As, as an opposed to the aggressive end. Right. Yeah, cool. exactly. Yeah. I was like, are you telling me you're leaving? Right. What's going on? Okay. Got no, you. No, no. No. Uh, right. I've heard some pretty like mixed reports when it comes to the, the SUV stuff, even shops being like, yeah, these are not the most practical things, but you, they're not you, practical. Like what about a mountain bike is practical, you know? Like, oh no, I mean, I mean, as an actually on the terrain that they're meant for. They go. All right. They go okay. better than urethane wheels. That's for sure. And I like ro rolling on dirt and urethane wheels anyway. So I'll give it a surface that's going to like let me do it. I don't know. It's fun. I'll, I'll take your word for it. So uh, have you been out on them many times or what? Like, is that something you like doing? Uh, not as much as I'd like. It's one of those things that is definitely like unpredictable. So I, I would like to have other people around when I'm like fucking with them. Okay. But uh me and Chris Calkins made a like a tag team edit on them not too long ago. Right. With uh Erod. And uh it was really fun. So I, I just think that that space is really striking for an outside viewer. It's it's definitely a spectacle. I can understand how if it was done right, it could make it look really appealing to an outside audience because it yeah. looks pretty crazy seeing someone, you know, I've seen Dustin Warbeski, like, you know, skating in the woods and stuff like that on those BMX tracks. And it, it looks yeah. visually impressive. Yeah. I just, I just know how, but like where I want to take it is more like the, like hitting LA spots that like you would really want to like ski on but you can't right. so you just these fucking things on them and just just go off-road go a bit all right mm -hmm. I, I hear you yeah like a lot of the spots that i'm talking about are like combinations of like street to something where you can't land or like a landing where you do something like street lots of trees i have a whole fucking like list of spots already got all got all the pins on the phone ready and waiting is that what you're yeah that would tell me all right have you actually started this or is this just is this one of those ideas in your head that you, that you want to get to work on uh this is an idea in my head that i've been wanting to work on uh it's was difficult to do while we were filming the video yeah because the focus was in that direction but 
hopefully in the next month or so we'll gang it out. Uh, you mentioned Erod because you used to film with him like a little bit, and I, I used to see him sometimes in like the background whenever you guys were out filming, doing various things. And I'm sure I saw him in a couple of clips and up to no good. But it doesn't look as if any of you guys have been filming with him recently. Um, I was going out with him uh, a decent amount during the beginning of the pandemic. Right. But you know how life is. Like Eric's got a kid. Uh, you know. I might have some clips in the new Blader Gang video. Who knows? Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's really all I got to say about that. Like, life <laughs> happens. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> like, not everybody gets along. You know, like, I don't think that as... Just because we do the same thing doesn't mean that everybody has to get along. Like, oh, not everybody has to vibe with each other and that doesn't mean that you can't be cordial say what up at like bigger section sessions but like if you have a crew that's on the same page adding more things isn't always the best yeah so for yeah there's a lot of fucking rollerbladers out here too see see, that's true like la in california does have a lot of a lot of groups so yeah i can imagine sticking to your own kind of like small friendship group of just 10 or 15 people even that is hard enough to negotiate yeah to negotiate a session because there's the whole like getting everyone from a to b spot to spot then there's people that don't want to skate certain spots and then when you try to join forces with other groups that can just make it a total nightmare because then you're trying to organize twice as many people or three times as many people so i kind of get it yeah and some people just aren't on the same page and like that's not a problem but like there's a lot of times where we go out and it's business blading like we're there to get clips yeah and for people that aren't thinking that it's a boring session for them yeah definitely i'm just as happy sitting around and like motivating my friends to get something awesome as i am getting a clip or i'm just as happy to be behind the camera as i am in front of it so for us that's what's important of course skating and having fun at like a a curb or a little ledge or whatever it is is fun and important gets you better and keeps you on your toes but for the people like we just want to film oh no like i i do also think that's fun like i think going out and filming is motivating because it's it's given you a purpose and i don't necessarily think it does detract from the enjoyment of it some people find it way more motivating when you turn the camera on as opposed to just sitting about session the ledge but then equally i've also got friends where you turn the camera on and they just start having the worst time because they're like i don't like i hate this it puts pressure on me i don't enjoy it but i've, I've got friends that yeah you turn the camera on they're like it is showtime they're like i'm get like i'm getting this clip so yeah i I do find it interesting when people say oh, it's like business blading or that takes the fun away from it because I know from personal experience that some people find just as much enjoyment in that or the satisfaction of looking back at their footage and being proud of it. 
Yeah, and I think it has a lot to do with just like being in the right mindset for it. Yeah. Like if you show up to something and think it's going to be like just a really chill day and it ends up being like one of your friends trying something for three and a half hours, that's not where your head was at. Yeah. But like, to understand that it's important in the long run and like, To be able to be stoked through that process, I think, is something special. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, battles can battles can go either way. They be, they can be if the person lands it, it can be great celebration, motivate. If they don't, or if they do land it, but just get hurt and beat up in the process, it can be really just demoralizing for them and everyone around because it's just brought the entire mood of the group down. So, yeah. Well. It, there's fancy beers for both situations, so <laughs> it'll be all right. But this, this is very true. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier, like things that you want to support, like what what brands and like I, I don't know brands or individuals or videos and things like that. Do you are you like they're getting my money? Like I think they're doing good things for Bladen. Um, I mean, too easy, of course. Like. I pay for all my two easy stuff because Greg deserves it. Um, basement. I'll, I'm buying something every drop. Um, I mean, I support them as much as possible because they're paying their riders. Um, what else? I mean, of course I support USD and power slide and what they're doing. Uh, they make the best skates and they make the best wheels. So that's, I mean, most, most other wheel brands that claim to be independent or, you know, not undercover are made by undercover. So well, they're, they're poured by A and D. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you're buying another brand more, more than likely you're, you're buying theirs, you just don't realize it. Yeah. And there's a reason. Yeah. Like, there's definitely a reason and you can say what you want about usd if you don't like their skates they don't fit you right whatever but undercover wheels are the shit like nothing compares especially their swirl wheels anything with like the multicolor compound okay. is great oh so you mean like the the eugen enum wheels and things like that yeah right Got yeah you. that's yeah. definitely like yeah i've rode those they're good like there isn't a better wheel for wall rides. All right. I hear you. Um, yeah. Oh, USD have always put in a lot of effort into making unique products. So even if they have made some incredibly ugly skates over the years, but there's also no denying that they've made some incredible advancements in skate technology that most other brands just can't compete with. So, yeah. Yeah. And like, I've like, even when like, people randomly DM me to be like, should I skate Aeons? And I'm like, dude, I don't know. Like, do they fit your <laughs> like, Yeah, I like, don't know you. That's really, that's really my biggest thing. Find a skate that fits your foot. Yeah. If it fits your foot, you're going to have the best time. Like, regardless of the sole plate, regardless of the flex, if it fits your foot, you're going to figure it out. The Aeons yeah. fit my foot. 
so we're we're in a good spot um that is true it's it's one of those things i regularly get into conversations with people and they're like oh this skate sucks or this skate's really good and i'm like i don't really buy into that i believe that it's very much an individualistic thing and some yes some skates fall apart or some skates don't perform as well but i do believe that if if it suits you then that that is the best skate it's the best skate for you and that can be any brand it's just whatever works best with your foot shape or your arch or yeah because i've tried skates that people have sworn by and been like these are absolutely torturing my feet and then there's ones that people have slagged off and i've put them on what these are like a glove so yeah yeah and that's based on your foot and like so i think it was colin martin that said this so you take your foot and you take the liner out of the skate and you make sure that your foot fits in the boot correctly with no liner right and then from there you pick a liner that's gonna fill those spaces the best does that make sense yeah can i get what you mean yeah it's, yeah it's so only, like for me only... my foot fits really well inside of the aeon but when i put the second skin in it it's too thin so now I get the intuitions in them with a little bit more of that extra padding around the toe and in the heel. And it fills in those gaps like almost perfectly for me. Um, yeah, I know what you like mean. Yeah. You do that with any skate, like stick your foot in a razor Genesis. I don't recommend it, but you should, if that's what you're into, put your foot in it and then see how much space you have on all of the sides. And then you pick a liner based on that. Yeah, it's only been in recent years that I've experimented with liners and I just kind of always was quite dismissive of it and thought, oh, I'll just go whatever comes in the skate. And yeah, in the last two or three years, I've experimented and the difference is night and day. Yeah. Well, there's something to be said about a liner that's meant to be in the skate. Like it's especially like the way that them was doing their intuitions, like that is made to be in that skate. But that doesn't mean that your foot is made to be in that liner with that skate. True. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And yeah, it's all preference. Like whatever is like whatever makes your boat float, do it. That's yeah. That's why I always think really. Like, I have a homie out here. Not going to name any names. He knows who he is. <laughs> Bashes his fucking toes on the inside of his skate all of the time. And it's like, dude, just pick a different skate. Yeah, stop torturing yourself. Yeah. I think, I think everyone's got a friend like that. Every, like, I've got a friend that clutches their toes at the end of sessions and you're like, just just find something else. Yeah. Um, I also find it equally funny when you get those like rollerblading groups like on Facebook and people are like, oh, just get back into skating or like, what skate should I get? Or used to skate K2s for like 20 years. What should I get? Or been riding aeons for like three years thinking about this what do you and it's like no one can answer this question for you no one can only you can answer that question stop well, asking can answer that question for yeah. you stop asking groups like that to give you answers they're not going to give you a good answer and if they do it's by luck like the only way you can know is trial and error so yeah that is a bizarre one um you're clearly loving the skates and they're 
complimenting your skating has there been any like dialogue between you and usd of like anything that you can do to move up the ranks or do you want to move up the ranks like what's what's the situation with them at the moment um i mean usd is pretty stacked on their pro end so i think really as far as anybody moving up not just myself it's really a matter of like somebody else stepping down based on the way that they have their team structured. Right. So not much dialogue on my end. I mean, clearly that means that you think that I should move up the ranks. I don't, I don't fucking know. I'm not putting but, words in your mouth. I was just asking like, if, if you have any, if you have motivation to do that, because some, some people for it for sure. Like, this is what I do. You know, I skate every day. Like, especially since quarantine, I skate more or less every day. Um, so I'm more or less a government sponsored rollerblader at this point. So it would be nice for rollerblading to do that for me. I don't know if that makes sense, but yeah, of course those things would be in my sights, but it doesn't seem like it's happening anytime soon. I, I like that term government sponsored rollerblader. I like that. That's, that's got a ring to it. Um, I don't know. Never say never. And it's, it's one of these things where I think some of the pros today, if this was like five, 10 years ago, would never have been given an opportunity. They just wouldn't have got the chance because Bladen wasn't in that place and it didn't celebrate individualism. And there's people getting pro skates now who no one could have foresaw that. And I think that's a great thing because it shows that maybe we're becoming more mature or becoming more open-minded to like people that don't just fit into a certain bracket. Because for a while it was like, if you weren't into this type of skating, you never went anywhere. And that went through different phases throughout bleeding, whether it was doing the biggest kink rail or doing big switch ups or jumping off roofs or the whole like crazy breakneck tech era that happened where everyone was just getting hurt all the time. Whereas it feels like now there's the broadest range of diversity we have. So if there was an opportunity for you to go pro, surely now would be the most, the biggest potential for that happening. It's, it's the best era for it. I'd have to agree with that. I, I also think that like our generation saw what happened to the generation before us. Yeah. Which is like a bunch of really, really talented people didn't get the shine that they were supposed to. And regardless of the size of the tricks that they were doing, regardless of like, how technical they were doing. They didn't get the shine. So I think that our, at least my age group, like that, like 30 years old to like 25 right now, saw all those people do that and break themselves off and go nowhere. And then it makes just way more sense in my head to do what you want and let it happen if that makes sense. I know what you mean. Rather than just try and push it as hard as you can because you think that's what... Try and what... push what everybody else is fucking doing. Yeah. Like, 
why am I going to bother when like it didn't work for them? Like, I don't know for me, like people like, like Danny, Danny is a great example of someone doing whatever the fuck they want Yeah, with the skill to back it up. Like, I think, my generation has the ability to do a lot of the fucking crazy things that happened in the past, but are choosing to use their skills in a more concentrated way. I don't know if that's the right word for it. I don't don't really know how to put it, what I'm trying to say, but I think I know what you mean. Just like in a more inventive, or just in a more, just not going the standard route of going. I'm going to find the biggest, scariest obstacle that I can do these tricks on. You know, yeah. like run, try to keep leveling up, leveling up, leveling up, as opposed to the Kelsos who've went. I can do whatever the hell I want on whatever the hell I want, and I'm not going to be dictated to like anymore. Because yeah, but I think a big thing, at least for me, is like doing the right trick for the right spot is like more important than doing the hardest thing I can think of. Like just because I could like do a 360 trick on a down rail doesn't mean that that's the right spot for it. And it doesn't mean that I won't do that trick on something else. It's just, I definitely try and let the spot speak for like to me. And I think that's a big part of the skating that's happening now. Definitely. Uh, yeah. Dominic Bruce was talking about it in his Jump Street podcast where he's like, I don't really think of, I don't go to an obstacle and go, oh, I'm going to do all these tricks on it. I find an obstacle that I want to skate. And then if I can't do any tricks on it, he's like, I'll go away and learn a trick to do it on the obstacle. He's like, I'm more interested in the object I'm skating than the trick I'm going I'm doing down it. And I was like, that is, I'd, I'd say that, I wouldn't say it speaks to most skaters, but I would say most interesting skaters to watch now are people that do that. They don't just go to a ledge and go, I'm going to do every hard trick I can do on that ledge. They go, what would look best on this? And then they find another object and they're like, this object's really interesting to me. I want to do a trick down it. And if they can't because it's on the, I don't know, wrong side or it's, they, they go away and they're like, right, I need to figure out something that I can take back to that or go back to it. And I think that's really cool. Yeah, I'd agree. And uh yeah. I I'm in that that space where I don't try and make something the wrong side or the switch. Yeah, like, yeah. Like mentally I think of it like right and left or like like if the spot needs a left foot sole, I'm going to left foot sole it. You know. Yeah, yeah I'm um, which wouldn't be my natural per se, but like, I just think of it like a different trick. Like Richie Eisler spoke about that in his mushroom blading podcast a while back. And it really resonated with me. It's quite interesting that we could be working towards a future where switch and natural or natural and unnatural just stop being a part of blading vocabulary. And people don't say that anymore. They just go, I'm doing I'm doing a left foot topsail or I'm doing a right foot topsail and it could gravitate away from that. That, that could be quite, 
that possibly is the f- the future of bleeding. Yeah. Yeah, and I do like that idea. I think it makes it hard to play games of skate that way. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. um, for myself, I like doing it as like a mental game. But games of skate, I want you to play natural, and then switch tricks. Right. Yeah, because you that's that just reminded me that you were involved in that uh the like Instagram game of skates that people were doing when lockdown started the first time last year and it was like for Venmo money or you put in what was it you put in money or something or ten dollars or twenty dollars or something? I can't remember how it worked. Yeah, everybody adds into the pot and then it's just like yeah. a bracket system. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I remember because I remember watching the one you did on shout out to Brad Anthony. He's the fucking man. Was he it him that organized it? I, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't uh, remember who's behind it. Right. Got you. Yeah. Yeah. That was a really cool idea. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I got some ideas in the, in the works, like that are kind of similar, definitely more post quarantine COVID stuff. But I think that games of skate are the most legitimate version of competition in rollerblading because it's a clear one for one deal like there's no opinion involved this is true it, it, you can't claim favoritism or claim that you know no, you, you, were, you were judged um cynically because you can say well it's just me against that person and either you land the trick or you don't yeah yeah that's I, yeah I would, I would buy into that yeah I, I i really think that is the like only legitimate form of competition the only thing i would argue is though that it's possible to manipulate the outcome of skate if you know your competitor well enough because a, a lesser that's part of the game yeah that's a, a lesser skater can be a, a better or more technical skater by just knowing their weaknesses sucks to suck <laughs> i'm um, serious like like that shows a a different style of playing the game it's a game oh it just yeah it shows an, an astute observation of your of your competitor basically yeah if you think that i'm not gonna sav on you and i like thinking that you can't like knowing that you can't sav like you're out of your mind yeah During, yeah i mean like there was a couple times where people told me not to do certain tricks during our games and i listened but I listened and then completely ignored them because no, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it because they asked, but like that's kind of lame. That's yeah. That's like getting into a fight and the other person being like, don't punch me in the face. And you're like, well, nah, like (laughs) no headshots. If we're going going to war. Yeah. Like what? Um, Yeah. That's quite funny. Cause I like uh, whenever I play skate with friends, I like to throw in like really snide tricks that people just don't do anymore. So like acid royales or like wheelbarrows and nine bars and like really old, like uncool tricks. Like what did you call it? An acid royale? You know, like, yeah, I guess like, like an acid rain. Ezekiel Anderson. Yeah. used to call them acid rain, but then when you call it acid rain, some people don't know what you're talking about. So you have to specify. So I'll do those like backside. I'll do like a backside acid rain or I'll do it like, the farve way so your front foot's farve your front foot's back farve but your back yeah so it's like true top acid but and it just messes with people because they're like 
you do a back oh, okay. five, beat your back yeah, foot yeah. in the acid, yeah. You and do like a true mistrial. Yeah, but yeah, your back foot's not, not is on the edge block, yeah. And people are, it just make it just infuriates them because they're like, no one, no one does these. No, the one that I like to do is uh like grab tricks. So like grabbed H block tricks while playing skate. So like grabbed Royale or like double grab UFO. Yeah. For tall people, it's pretty funny. Um, I gotta urinate so bad though. I'm gonna I'll be right back. All right, cool. Howdy. And he's back, refreshed. I've actually only got two questions left for you, so you're pretty much off the hook. Sick. Um, so, yeah, we were talking about like different types of skating in this era of skating. I was just wondering which, because obviously you've started a podcast with Taylor called Wax Toaster, and you've had a few guests on there. So that kind of gives an indication of the types of skaters that you enjoy watching at the moment. Um, so I was just wondering which, what other skaters, like, you look forward to when you find out they're releasing new parts or you keep an eye on to see what they're up to currently? Um, that's a difficult question. And if you just start name checking all your friends that, that are currently living local to you, I'm, I'm going to have to call you out on that. Well, I could do that all day if you wanted me to. And they deserve me to say their names. This is so true. I'm going to do it real quick. Right. Fucking Dennis Lopez, Jeremy Soderbergh, Jalward Santos, Jordan Williams, Anthony Pez, Robert, fucking both the Jeter brothers, fucking Joe Jimenez, uh, shit, Parker, fucking Young Parker Ben. Richard, Parker K, Richardson is really both good. Both my yeah. roommates, Kean, K, uh, K and Keith. Um, but as far as outside of like my yeah. immediate group, people that you don't know or people that, yeah, you, you've only got like vague, uh, kind of, yeah. Friendships with, um, so the poppies, that's a big one for me. That's a great crew. That's like always working. So that's like Pablo Porta. They are Yon very Bill. productive. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Zach Pollock, who's a great human. Uh, Julian Garcia, Lewis. Those boys are fucking awesome. Um, the Denver boys. So whether it be the come down or like, like what Ian's working on, Jimmy Cobran, who's Taylor's younger brother is sporadic with his content, but he's <laughs> fucking a fucking rooster, dude. He, he'd be skating. Um, the chance rain guys love all their skating. Um, great eye for spots. Um, they're, the, they're they're building a legacy over there. Yeah, they've they've their catalog is just getting ridiculous. Yeah, um, they, they're just great rollerbladers, and with the captain behind the the helm, young Carter, yeah. fucking great stuff. Um, and then as far as like younger people would be, like the buzzing Turin. I don't know how to fucking say it. Bars and Torga, Bars and Torga. Yes, there you go. I I know who you mean. Yeah, yeah. So like Martin Danning and Levi. Like I was just telling Kay yesterday that Levi is the fucking future, man. Like he is so good. Uh, He's tall and powerful, but stylish and great trick selection, great spot selection. That gives it like someone to watch out for in the next two two years i i see it like getting really special like it's special already of course but um and then the korean kids oh god yeah yeah like jk park and those guys are yeah and then the younger kids as well the the really yeah, young kids are I mean, terrifyingly good everybody knows jk like it's so clear but uh juwan is the one that i'm most excited for a kid that gets it like you can tell he understands what he wants it to look like yeah even though he's what he ever he is like 13 14 15 he, look, he looks very very young yeah he definitely cannot drink alcohol like i've, I've, like, I've, I've lived in south korea for a long i lived in south korea for a year and like parents are strict over there so really kids kids don't fuck around like they don't you, you can get into trouble for like quite uh what what western people would consider minor infractions kids get into a lot of trouble and they spend a lot of time in school so they, they'll be in school from like seven sometimes from like seven in the morning to like 10 o'clock at night so the, the, the opportunity that's saying, like that's a young boy yeah that really gets it he he understands what rollerblading should look like um yeah he's got some very clever ideas when it comes to like he does tricks and sometimes you're like whoa i did not it was it's like a surprise to see which is Isn't very pepper, baby get yeah, that very clever yeah yeah um, so shout out to juan that kid's fucking awesome Nice. But yeah, of course, like Parker and then like the San Francisco boys, like everybody that was in Hit It Wet, like those people really stoked me up. Like all the boys from New York stoked me up. Like there's some great skating going on in Texas. Like America's got good skating. We're just like, you just don't see it. Like, yeah, there's there's a lot of strong scenes over there at the moment. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
All right. Okay. So what's what what are the future plans? What are we going to see in next? Have you got any projects coming out soon that we can look forward to or what's what's happening? Don't, don't shrug your shoulders at me. Answer the question. <laughs> I mean, we're just chilling right now. Like, like we just finished the video. So hopefully I'll get a pair of USDs in the next couple of weeks. And then I'll probably put out a promo for something. Whatever I end up with. I'm not exactly sure what's being sent because like China's so crazy. Um Yeah, as far as that's concerned, like I'll probably go up to San Francisco again and film a little bit for Hit It Wet. I was I was gonna say you're gonna have to put in a performance for Hit It Wet too, or whatever the hell they're gonna call it. Hit it wet again. Hit it wet again. <laughs> Keep it wet. Hit it wet. All the wet. There's wet. a lot. There's a lot you can do with that that title. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah so. I, I have a couple clips for that so far. I don't think that I'll have as much in this one, but I'll definitely have maneuvers. Um, yeah, it's really just going to be like filming around here. I'm hoping to travel once things happen. Uh, there's been some talks of potentially skating with some of the Denver boys in the future. Uh, some trips with us. Um, I was about to say because you've you've been up to you've been up to Colorado a few times, haven't you? Because you like to snow you like to snowboard as well. Is that right? Yeah, I snowboard and I ski. Um, I'm pretty trash at skiing, but it's fun because I'm trash. Um, <laughs> okay, and I like watching it. Uh, I like, I probably watch more skiing than I watch skating, honestly. Um, but yeah, I, I, I haven't been to Colorado in a couple of years. Uh, I was actually just talking to Jimmy about making my way up there and just hanging out with him and his girl and his dog, Obi, little Jedi fucker. Nice. Um, yeah, nothing really like, like set in stone, man. I'm like, Definitely day by day over here because of how the things are looking COVID wise. Yeah, we've in the UK we've just went into lockdown again. So it's like your everything's closed. You can go to supermarkets, you can go outside for exercise and that's it. Yeah, we're not quite like that right now, but it's not great. Yeah. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Um well I'm hoping we get to see loads of stuff from you this year yeah Hoping you'll all, see, I mean, all that, goes well. that's a fucking given like there's going to be content there's going to be I'll, i don't care what happens i'm I'm clipping up right oh that's for sure like there's too many untapped spots out here to not be getting like constant footage yeah nice well, in that case, I'll leave you to start your day because it's only like 12 there, isn't it? Or like 12 or 1 o'clock in the afternoon? 1? It's about to be 12.30. Yeah. Um, what, what you got planned for the rest of the day? I gotta, I'm going to do another podcast after this. You two-timing, cheating piece of... It better be well, your no, podcast I, and not someone I else's. Had it, I had it planned out 
to do it yesterday with you. This is true. And then actually, yeah. Bellino, you're not watching this, but you you screwed over Joey just to not even show up for the podcast. I'm getting okay. Bellino on later this week, so I'm going to give him a really fucking hard time about that. Dude, I, uh, yeah, I woke up, had a yerb, and just started talking to you. Right. Now I'm going to go smoke a couple spliffs and talk to Parker. I, I did want to actually say thank you for not being incredibly stoned during this call because the last time I phoned you, your eyes were red as hell. I was going to bring that up too. I purposely made sure that my eye holes were looking really sober. Well, I appreciate your sober eye holes. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I did it on purpose. It's, I would have loved to... I'm eternally grateful. And then Are the you? next, we'll see when we do the next one, we'll, we'll both just be really, really wasted. Actually, that's not true because I, I couldn't remember half of the people's names at the start of this conversation. So you can be really wasted and I'll stay sober. That's what we do for our podcast. Right. We get fucked up and don't ask any questions. I've got them all saved uh, on that. You know, like you get the watch later function on YouTube. So as soon as I actually get some free time from not doing this or parenting, I'm going to start working my way through them. You've got like four episodes now, right? Three episodes. Yeah, we're, uh, we got four episodes currently. Yeah. Um, it's been really fun, honestly. Like just getting to chat with some people that, you know, through the grapevine, but like you don't really know everything yeah you know and uh for the most part we just let motherfuckers talk like it doesn't even have to be skating you know like for us it was really just an opportunity to give light to people that don't really get to be heard like especially like on the filming end like like Ian Walker not many people really know him like you didn't know who he was like back when we talked last yeah that cuz he did El Chippo yeah i knew Ian Walker okay well did i not like you, i knew i like you, I knew. you made it seem like you didn't really i don't remember yeah. this yeah cuz well the way it was said was do you think it's going to be nice for Denver having a real filmer? I've heard about this. I've heard about this whole drama. That wasn't, I didn't know. I didn't know who Ian Walker was. I didn't know he was from Denver. That was, that's what the confusion was because Ant okay. told me, Ant told me he got a bunch of shit about that when he went up there. And I was like, that's not why I intended because I knew that he made El Chapo and I knew that he made all those amazing Howie Bennett sections. What I didn't know was that he lived there. Okay. That makes so, sense. I like, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I wasn't trying to like I wasn't trying to disrespect like local filmers. I just didn't realize he was a local filmer. Yeah, he got torn apart for that one. And then another thing that happened from our fucking last chat was Oh god, here we go. This... Was fucking not stoked. I heard about this. I heard like some people made comments basically being like he's not a New York skier. And I'm like, and then because I saw that um I saw that Sean was defending you. Um Oh God, why can't I remember people's names now? Uh, that did Caprice, Sean. Yeah, Sean Grossman. Sean Grossman was defending you going, he's just as much of a New York skater as anyone else because you're from Long Island, right? 
Is that right? Yeah, I'm from Long Island. And it's like, I'm not from New Jersey. From for anybody that thinks that, I'm not from New Jersey. I have a bunch of love for New Jersey. I love fucking Taylor Hams, but I'm not from there. Yeah, because I, I did see online that a few people were basically being like, he's not a New York guy. And I'm like, well, that's, I'm really sorry, but if you spend a yeah. lot of time in the city and like, and, it, uh, it is essentially. I'm also upset about the comment saying that nobody's came out of New York in a while. I said no one's went pro. Yeah, but like, that, but that's yeah. true. That's true. No one but has went pro, and that's not that's that's not saying there are not great skaters. That's saying there's not been superstars because there hasn't, and that's not that's not a criticism of the skate scene. If anything, it's a criticism of the industry. I I agree, and I didn't take it that way when it when we were speaking about it, but yeah. when I read it back, that's when it sounded that way. It's one of those things that can be yeah when it's in text and you don't you don't hear the surrounding things or there's not there's not enough content but then if you explained every single statement that you made the text would be like five times as long so yeah. you you kind of just hope that people use their brains and interpret it in the correct way but yeah i can understand how sometimes it does get mixed up but yeah i remember it kind of barred me from like i never wanted my yeah i'm being dead serious i didn't want to put my words in writing anymore like um, even if you look at my Instagram, like I barely will like make comments. I'll just leave an emoji because I don't want things to be misconstrued. Like, uh, I think you can hear a lot of how I'm feeling through my tones versus like what I'm saying can really sound shitty sometimes. <laughs> so I just don't want it. Like I just leave it alone. I know um, what you mean, yeah. Yeah, I'd much rather just have like the real conversation and be able to see my like facial expressions and all those things and get shit. <laughs> well, in that case, I'm closing things out by apologizing because I didn't realize I'd got you into so much trouble with that interview. I didn't think that interview was even remotely controversial, but clearly I was mistaken. It wasn't bad for me. I just felt bad that like people that I care about felt a type of way about something that I was involved with. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, I know I know what you mean. Yeah, like Sticks is a fucking great homie of mine. Like uh I grew up skating with uh James Perez, you know, and he was upset by some of the things that were said and that sucks. Like and like I don't want people to be upset about like rollerblading shit. Like there's way more important things out there. But this, I this also get true. it because, like, this is something that's very important to a lot of people. And oh, yeah, there's there's pride at stake. Like, people take, especially New York. New York is one of those places that is notorious for having very, like, a lot of, like, local pride. Like, you're like, this is our city. This is our scene. Like, don't fuck with it. Don't disrespect it. And I can, yeah, I can understand how it would be interpreted that way. But obviously, that wasn't the intention. So... Yeah, I'm glad that it's that we could actually clear that air, like in a public forum. Everybody that was upset. Now, now you can direct people to the link. You're like, here's, here's, here's the like. I didn't say that shit. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. And if it was said and took it that way, don't, don't take it that way. See everything with a good light. And I do agree. There's a bunch of people in New York that deserve more shine than they're getting. 
And it's really awesome to see dudes like Chino getting picked up by gods. That's what I mean. It feels like it's only now that skaters from that area are starting to get recognized. But there was a period of like five to ten years where it felt like just no companies were picking up any of those skaters. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And it, it just had to do with like the way the media was being like put out, I think, personally. Yeah, like, possibly. Now that Jordan's really taken the like reins of what like true New York skating should look and feel like, it's I think people resonated with it a lot more. Ghetto community have definitely they've created their own little like movement thing going there, and yeah, it's it's funny to see it like snowball because I remember when they just first started putting out like little montages. And you were like, all right. And then you can just see everything like developing, like the quality of the filming's getting better, like the skating's getting better. And then they've obviously got the clothing line and they're, you know, doing events like pop-up shops and things like that. And it is, it's really cool to watch something from its very beginning, like, like developing. Yeah. Jordan knows what he's doing. He uh, grew up with like a lot of the A-Life dudes. I don't know if you know that clothing brand. Yeah. Like they, yeah. They're like mega high-end streetwear stuff now, like a t-shirt's like a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. So he grew up with those boys, and those are the people that like taught him to film. And if I'm getting this wrong, Jordan, please yell at me. I never. But yeah, it seems like he learned a lot of that through the skateboarding like culture out there and uh really made it into his own thing where his videos feel like skating in New York. For those that haven't been there it's like yeah. this raw but clean thing i don't know how to describe it you're like you're it's in the, these like raw situations but there's still yeah. giant buildings and like beautiful things around you so i think he captures that better than most people it's it's definitely got the kind of grimy street vibe to it. i think whenever i watch it it reminds me of like 90s skating like when mm -hmm. you see it like it's got that kind of aesthetic to it which Fashion. yeah session vibes like yeah. people will be skating the same spot like back to back like it does feel like skating in new york which is yeah. great and it's really awesome that those boys are getting shine that they deserve yeah definitely and it looks like they've also got stuff in the works as well because they had i see like they have people like staying over and like Jordan has like Zach Savage and stuff like that saying, so they're obviously working on something because the footage hasn't appeared yet. Um, mm -hmm. Whether it's, I don't know, a bigger video or whatever. Yeah. I've been smelling something coming from that way. Right. I don't, I don't want to speak for I'm, them. I mean, it's, 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 it's like, it's, it's like real. a not, yeah, it's like a not a very good secret. Like they're obviously, they haven't brought out any, they haven't brought out like, as much content recently so they're obviously stacking for something yeah yeah it's, it's definitely not that well kept but like i haven't heard anything specifically so right. i don't want to speak to them all right but from me please make something because it's awesome <laughs> cool um well now that we've cleared the air and you're safe to return to new york city um i think we're we're oh, good to I've wrap been, up there i've been all right Oh, so I'm, what you're saying is I'm not I'm, safe I'm to go to New York City. I'm, I'm, I'm not safe. Shit, right, cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe, so what you're saying is you're welcome. Hope, hopefully I'm now safe <laughs> to go to New York City, but, you know. Yeah, you're straight. Right, cool. Uh, <laughs>
<laughs> well, thanks yeah. for taking the time to do this today. And yeah, can't wait to see you bring out this year and hopefully speak again soon. Yeah, dude, this has been fun. And uh, yeah, I hope that this continues. Thank you. Um, and just real quick, like shout out to USD, shout out to Undercover, shout out to LTE, fucking learn the economy, son. Uh, <laughs> fucking <laughs> uh, too easy, hit it wet, fucking come down. All of the boys, if I'm not mentioning you, you know who you are. If you have to question it, probably not friends. <laughs> no, I'm just fucking around. But uh, yeah, this has been great. Uh, and if you haven't seen the wax toaster, you probably won't like it. Or you do. <laughs> or if you haven't seen it yet, you have to binge watch it because now that now there's a now there's a selection to choose from. Yeah, there's a selection. There's a selection, but it'll be good. If, if you want to watch Joey and his friends get stoned, watch watch the wax toaster. I haven't been getting stoned during the during the fucking uh, podcast. I've so, just been, so today will be the first time. Oh, I haven't been getting stoned stoned during. during sorry, you've been getting stoned beforehand. Sorry, so correction. If, yeah, if you want to watch, room, if you want to watch Joey and his friends stoned, then watch the wax toaster. Taro will probably smoke a split or two during it, but yeah, it's it's fun. It's fun. <laughs> Do you, do you have people drink on here? Yes, Gabriel Hayden got like um got a bit tipsy during his because it was quite <laughs> funny because he'd say something and then instant as as it went on he'd say something and instantly backtrack or he'd say something and I'd ask him to clarify it and he'd just change his opinion entirely. <laughs> and I'd be like, That's "Okay, it. you're you're a little bit drunk." So heavy, man. <laughs> I love that shit, man. Um, or or further is the further we went into it the more he started making fun of people and i was like okay i was like you might end up saying stuff you regret here (laughs) no that's what i'm looking for if you Um, yeah yeah if you want if you you want to see if you want to see gabriel take shots at a few people watch that one yeah so if you want to see gabriel take shots at a bunch of people watch watch his episode yeah okay cool that sounds great (laughs) i've watched greg's and I watched uh, Russell's. All right. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, I I've been like kind of staying away from the rollerblading podcast just because I started doing it and I didn't want to get like too influenced by the way that other people were doing it. So I've been mostly sticking to like Tim Dillon as far as like my podcasts All are right. concerned. I don't know if you listen to him, but he's a fucking rap. I do not. Right. I've, I've heard of him, but yeah, I haven't listened to anything. Shout out Long Island. <laughs> fucking great export. All right. Yeah. Right. Okay. I'll leave you to it. But as a, yeah, thanks again. And uh, don't get lost. I'll try my best. Right. <laughs> Speak soon. Peace.